on the next episode of Louder Than a Riot. We dig into the crimes of GS9 and look at how they affected one family in particular. He's making other people think that you can kill someone, then turn around, put it in the song, and blow up off of that. Listen now to Louder Than a Riot from NPR Music. Happy Friday, everyone. You did it. You made it through another week. I'm Robin Hilton from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. It's New Music Friday, that day of the week when most albums come out. I'm here with Ann Powers. Hey, Ann. Hello, Robin. It's November 13th. A whole bunch of new music is out today, and we're going to do a quick run through some of our favorites. It's a a really big week for rap and hip-hop, including the long-awaited release from 2 Chains. But we start with the country singer Chris Stapleton. His new one is called Starting Over. And I got friends out on the coast We can jump in the water and see what flows We've been saving for a rainy day Let's beat the storm and be on our way This is Chris Stapleton. The album is starting over. We're listening to the title track from it. This is a record that's all about change and and evolution and new beginnings, as the title says, starting over. And it finds Chris Stapleton, now 40 years old, reflecting on his life and how he got to where he is and where he wants to go. Yeah, Chris is really, a uh, you know, okay, I got to say the corny thing, Chris is at the top of his game with this record. <laughs> That's what this record sounds like. I mean, it sounds like a record from a great. It's is relaxed. He's working with his regular producer, Dave Cobb, and his beloved RCA Studio A. He's got his wife, Morgan Stapleton, by his side. But then you do have this thread going through the record of like, you know, who am I in my heart? I think that's the question yeah. Chris is really asking himself here. Yeah, I was actually kind of baffled by some of what he says on the album because he does question his own work and his own purpose. There's, you know, at one point he says he doubts anyone will remember him and essentially that everything he's done and pursued was for nothing. That's just on one song, but super reflective and self-critical. Nashville's been going through a lot of changes and will continue to go through changes. And I think Chris Stapleton has been a musician who has confronted himself uh, more profoundly than than many in light of Black Lives Matter movement, for example. I mean, Chris has said things to the media that some fans have found alienating. I mean, he's talked about how Black Lives Matter has caused him to rethink his whole position, not only in music, but in the world. He is saying, I am me. I have certain politics. I have a certain life stance. I have a certain way of making music. And this is what I'm going to do. Chris Stapleton is the artist. His new album is called Starting Over. And from the country sounds of Nashville to Afrobeats from Nigeria, let's go to the artist David O. His new one is called A Better Time. 
This is David O, the artist David O. His album is called A Better Time, and the song we're listening to from it is called I Got a Friend. And Radio Milwaukee's Tariq Moody here for this one. Hey, Tariq. Hey, Robin. Hey, Ann. Hi, Tariq. David O, he's a a rapper, a singer, Afro-pop artist. He was born in Atlanta, but grew up in Nigeria. He's been huge in Africa for a, a good minute now, but this album is kind of his push to find a bigger audience in the West. And that's for sure. I mean, this whole sound, what do you want to call it, Afro beats or Nigerian pop has been taking over. You know, Burna Boy recently dropped his album not too long ago, but David O is transform America into lovers of this very unique sound. He has the perfect life story to be the crossover artist really breaking through with an album in the U.S. because David O had, you know, a huge amount of mobility growing up. He did go back to Nigeria for his youth and teenage years, then to, of all places, Huntsville, Alabama, for uh, college where he started playing music. David O also spent time in London perfecting his vocal skills, um, then returning to Nigeria. So what you're seeing is this kind of flow, you know, and mobility in his life that I think he replicates so gracefully in his music. And you definitely hear, when you talk about America, you hear that, that Atlanta swagger. Um, Atlanta to Nigerian swagger. I think that sets him apart from his um his peers. David O is the artist. His new album is called A Better Time. And Tariq, let's do one more before we let you go. This comes from Quakers. It's called To the Next Wave. 300 million guns on American soil. That's America for you. <laughs> That shit's as scary as courtrooms If you black in America It's a fact that they scared of us That's why they shooting first With guns as big as the universe We ain't even safe in school or church Place of worship, holy land, sacred surface I pray with purpose But these things we see can change a person For worse or better, no joke with the German heckler Throwing hands, becoming obsolete as cursive letters Babies killing babies, I mean literally babies Infants and kids gripping the triggers off safety He got a gun and she got a gun So I need a gun and we we need a gun upgraded like cable. I need a premium one. Now I'm teaching my son before he can preheat the oven. Gun control means using both hands in my land. Gun control means using both hands. This is Quakers, the group Quakers. Their album is called Two, like part two, The Next Wave. This track we're hearing from it is called Gun Control, a hip hop collective. Uh, features three producers, Fuzzface, Seven Stew Seven, and Catalyst. This is a monstrously huge album. It's basically the equivalent of a triple album. 33 songs, 31 different rappers. I know you're a big fan, Tariq. You've been waiting about eight years for this one. Yeah, I got the first one uh, on vinyl when it came out, and I was just like, this is so cool. And then I realized, you know who Fuzzface is, right? That's Jeff Barrow. Is Portishead. That... <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Portishead fame. And the reason I love this, it's a producer's hip-hop record, right? There's rappers on it, and I feel like the rappers are just another instrument to deliver this amazing production. It's like, I like people like talk about bringing a boom back, back, and a lot of boom bap I've been hearing that's coming back. It's been kind of, to be honest to me, kind of just sleepy, mm-hmm. that makes mm-hmm. sense. But this collective 
brought the boom back and made it cinematic. And um, I, speaking of Jeff Barrow, like you hear Portishead in it, if you know what I mean. Like you hear if Portishead, Jeff Barrow, like was Portishead a hip hop group, this is what they would sound like. Quakers is the band with this massive undertaking and epic listen to part two, the next wave from Quakers. Thanks so much, Tariq. Thank you, Robin. Thank you, Anne. Good to talk, Tariq. All right, up next, another album out now, November 13th, that we're loving, comes from the band Hachiku. It's called I'll Probably Be Asleep. This is Hachiku. The album is I'll Probably Be Asleep. This is the title cut from that record. This is the the music of Annika Ostendorf. She's from Melbourne. This is her debut album as Hachiku. And she makes that kind of music, and you know, that sits nicely next to Phoebe Bridgers or Torres or Stella Donnelly, another Australian artist we love. Yeah, and she's, uh, I don't know if you call it, uh, she's been mentored by Courtney Barnett, but I know um, they're connected through Milk Records. And in fact, in her other life, she runs co-runs the merch department of of Milk Records. I like these artists who work for their. You got to supplement. You got to supplement in, the, in today's economy. <laughs> they supplement. My favorite detail from her bio is that she was really into music even as a kid, and uh, formed her first band when she was like seven or eight. Right. And then by fourteen, she was playing in a both a pop-punk cover band and in her mother's combo of IT workers from the local Ford factory who would rewrite famous pop songs to be about their workplace. (laughs) I mean, that is like so right out of a Wes Anderson movie and others have compared Hachiku to uh, her music to Wes Anderson movies. But I think what's important in that detail, besides it being funny, is that it's about using music to kind of create theater. Yeah, she does get into a lot of personal stuff, though. You know, uh, familiar themes for people in their mid-20s, you know, trying to figure out what you want to do with your life and, you know, wanting to get out of your comfort zone and see the world. But there's one thing she looks at that I think is unique to early and mid-20s-somethings that you don't hear many artists talk about or write about, and that is the death of the family dog. It's something that's kind of unique in some ways, to people who are in their early 20s to mid-20s, that's the time in their life where they lose the pet that they grew up with as kids, Mm. you know? And for some, it's the first death that they've experienced at all. And she writes about it in the song called Shark Attack, reflects on that loss, and really kind of compares it to something that can hit you suddenly, like a shark attack. 
Hachiku is the band. The album is called I'll Probably Be Asleep. And Anne, let's do one more before we take a break. This comes from Gillian Welch. It's called Boots to the Lost Songs, Volume 3. A strange embrace that stays in time A poison halo pervades your mind I feel it too But what can I do? You lost your sparkle This is Gillian Welch along with their partner, David Rawlings. The song is called What Can I Do from Boots to the Lost Songs, Volume 3. This is an ongoing series of home demo recordings and other previously unreleased tracks that she's been putting out there with Rawlings. The story behind these records, Robin, is absolutely cinematic. As you well know, we had a tornado here in Nashville right before pandemic times hit. And it severely damaged Woodland Studios, where Gillian and Dave keep all of their archives. They ran into that building frantically trying to save things, including the masters for these demos. And uh, Gillian has said as she was running out, like literally with the rain on her, you know, and parts of the building falling around her, she said, why am I saving these? I've never, we've never released these. What's happening? And so from that moment came this gift of three records. And here's the astounding fact. This collection of 48 tunes adds up to almost as many songs as Gillian Welch has released in her whole career. <laughs> it's, so, <laughs> it's shocking. I was just, I had no idea that she and and they were so prolific. It's kind of a slate of hand, though, because all of these songs come from one really, really fruitful weekend of writing and recording. When Gillian and David first were living in Nashville, she had a publishing deal, and she had to fulfill it by writing a bunch of songs. Like, she had to meet a quota, right? And her yeah. career was taking off. Dave was like, let's just get this done. So they were, it's is amazing to listen to this record and think, wow, they did this all, you know, literally in a weekend. You know, it's so varied. It kind of represents the ground they travel, represents everything they've done in their career. There's gospel, there's blues, there's the song we heard, kind of a standard. There's achingly beautiful country songs. There's that harmony blend that no one else can achieve besides these two. They are so influential. Everything that happened after them in Americana music, them and Prine, but I think even more than Prine in a way. Gillian Welch, along with David Rawlings, Boots 2, The Lost Songs, Volume 3, out now. And and we still have several more albums that we want to play for this week's New Music Friday, including the ones from 2 Chains and Aesop Rock. But first, we do need to take a short break. 
This message comes from NPR sponsor, BetterHelp, the online counseling service dedicated to connecting you with a licensed counselor to help you overcome whatever stands in the way of your happiness. Fill out a questionnaire and get matched with a professional tailored to your needs. And if you aren't satisfied with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time free of charge. Visit BetterHelp.com songs to get 10% off your first month. Get the help you deserve with BetterHelp. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Ann Powers, and we're doing a quick run through the best new albums out on November 13th. We start the second half of our show off with the rapper Two Chains. His long-awaited album is out now. It's called So Help Me God. AK up in your baby woman, <laughs> Tony! Came from not having a lot. Want my American pie. Rich, like arrogant guy. Burn you, don't play with the fire. Know you get buried alive. Can't walk a day in these shoes. These don't come in your side. You hot, apparently not. Woke up wearing a watch. Two Cuban links. Trapping like cheetahs. Got various spots. From weed to powder, powder to rocks. Been having massive gloves in my car. I take a shroom and stare at a star. Shit, I own this motherfucker. I stand on the bar. You always posting cars and never post your home decor Versace roll to the floor the dead boat on the door I pray for Italy spent my honeymoon on the water got cribs in Cali and Florida I love her so I support her I got a scale and a zip block may I take your order this is two chains the rapper two chains his new one is called so help me God this track we're listening to from it is called YRB and NPR music contributor Christina Lee joining us again from Atlanta hey Christina hi Robin hi Anne. hi Christina Two Chains, a rapper from just outside uh, of Atlanta, where you are, Christina. This is his sixth full-length album. The title, So Help Me God, speaks to a lot of what he's getting into on this record, which is uh, it's an oath or a promise to be and do lots of things, but one of them is to just be better when everything around you is so awful. I think when Two Chains first signed to Def Jam in 2012, he was underestimated in a lot of different ways, right? I think people kind of wrote him off as like a party rapper per se. His first Def Jam album, based on a true story, did not get great reviews. And so I think over the past like, you know, six albums that he's done for Def Jam, he's been one to kind of show that slow and steady wins the race. I think that's probably the most important part. I think mm. there are parts of So Help Me God that is like prototypical two chains where you have like, I guess the spit take humor. Yeah. But um I think that's also sort of grounded by the fact that uh he has lived all these different experiences, particularly in Atlanta, a city that is known for black excellence, but is also known for bringing trap music to the foreground. And he's always one to kind of remind you of the real life experiences that inform the very music we party to today. Yeah, you mentioned this spit take humor. That's a perfect way to describe some of the humor on this record, because he does get pretty raw and explicit on much of the album, but but also just funny. There's a song called Quarantine Thick, which is about something that we can all probably relate to right now, being stuck at home, pounding snacks and booze and gaining weight. <laughs> and he, he rhymes lipo, like liposuction, rhymes lipo with Geico, the insurance company. <laughs> and then there's this other song called Can't Go For That, which is, it's basically him lighting up a big old baked tater and listening to <laughs> Hall and Oates slowed way down, like the music is sort of melting as he listens to the song Can't Go For That and, you know, reflects on his life up to now. I think this album is full of moments like that. Um, I mean, Hollow Notes is loved by hip hop, Robin. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, but he's never one to sort of diminish his sense of humor. Like one of my favorite lines is on Ziploc where he's 
talking about got this whole look off the catwalk, got off the mud like asphalt. Shorty's so fine. Had a look in her eyes with that big old booty. Is your asphalt? And I'm just like. <laughs> It's ridiculous. But this is why I keep tuning into 2 Chains because he has the real life experiences that sort of remind you what trap music is really all about. But at the same time, if he's able to deliver punchlines like that, then why not? 2 Chains is the rapper. His new one is called So Help Me God. Thanks, Christina. Thanks so much. And from the rapper 2 Chains, let's go to the singer-songwriter Katie J. Pearson. She has a new one called Return. This is the singer-songwriter Katie J. Pearson. Her new album is called Return. The song we're hearing from it is called Tonight. She's uh, an English singer-songwriter. She's based out of Bristol, and this is her debut solo album. And another great discovery for me this week. This whole album took me to uh, a really good place. It took me to a good place, and it was called 1992. (laughs) 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 But uh, not the 90s that we often talk about when we talk about rock, but... The other 90s, where bands like the Cardigans and Frente mm. and Betty Severe ruled a space where great pop melodies and, and women's voices blended with the kind of edginess of, of punk or new wave. And that's what I hear on this record. I mean, not to say it's a throwback, because she sounds completely of the now as well. It's a very personal record. Katie Pearson has a phenomenal voice, and she uses it to sing in a very conversational style that's easily relatable. I think that plain spoken way that she, you say she sings and also in her lyrics speaks to one of the things that I really like about this record, which is that these songs live in a very realistic space. And, mm-hmm. and what I mean is yeah. like, they're not about big victories or epiphanies or life-changing moments that lead to, you know, euphoria, because that rarely happens in life, right? I mean, life is usually more, uh, you know, at best about how everything's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Yeah, hopefully okay. (laughs) Or, you know, we'll get through this, or I've learned a lot from this experience, you know, and that's that's enough. Or as James Hamblin, my favorite coronavirus podcaster over at The Atlantic says, the proper response when someone asks you how you're doing, not too bad. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Life is not too bad. Katie J. Pearson is the singer. Her debut solo album is called Return. All right, another big rap release out today. It comes from Aesop Rock. It's called Spirit World Field Guide. I'm a glutton with 
as an isolated pocket of cold. Got a way of making tilapia hop in the boat. I was fending off a lizard on the dock of the lake. And see him reek smoking something I forgot how to say. Maybe 20 paranoia, 80 plotted against. Palm reader calling in his archaeologist friend. It's been a long and bitter break up with the science of sleep. I'm through the lobby on my stomach with a knife in my teeth. Brave when a rain slicker of a mutinous code. Finally free of all you fuckers, I should pull through a phone. It's yours. Forecast warm. Left double chicken for the dogs. I've been jumping over fences in a hundred different forms. Next week warm. Message at the tone. I've been sketching on the roof again. Sketching in a strobe. Warm. This is Asep Rock. His new one is called Spirit World Field Guide. The track we're hearing from it is called Holy Waterfall and WXPN's John Morrison. Back for this one. Hey, John. Hey, what's up, Robin? This is another one of the big hip-hop releases out this week. Uh, a concept album that Aesop Rock sets up very clearly in both the title and in the, the opening track, uh, where he says this is a, a spirit world field guide for supernatural tourism and for people seeking more permanent residence. Yeah, Aesop Rock, for the past two decades plus, has been kind of carving out this very unique niche for himself. Uh, his rhyme style is incredibly rich, dense with allegory and metaphor and imagery and he throws so many words and ideas and concepts it's a a really free-flowing style that's abstract but it's also highly rhythmic he has very much that grounding of like a true MC who has technical precision and and sharpness he's rhythmic and, and has like presence and feeling on the mic But he's also very much in the tradition of like the beat poets, Mm -hmm. uh, Baraka, Allen Ginsberg, Bob Kaufman. Aesop Rock really reminds me of that kind of class of writers, but in a hip hop and an emceeing context. It's very lyrically driven. I I checked. There are more than 9,000 words across (laughs) 21 tracks. 9,000 words. You're you're starting to push into like... uh, novella or novelette territory there. Yeah, I would say that there are definitely moments that feel like he's kind of walking us through a narrative, but a lot of it is, it really is kind of like a puzzle of the imagination that he's putting together here. Aesop Rock is the artist, is new in his Spirit World Field Guide. And John, stick with us for this next one. It comes from Pink Sifu and Fly Anakin. It's called Fly Sifus. But 
never making fucked up moves. I got my mind right, money right, ready for you. I got my mind right, money right, ready for you. I got my mind right, money right, ready for you. I got my mind right, money right, ready for you. This is Pink Sifu and Fly Anakin. The album is Fly Sifu's. The song is Mind Right. Pink Sifu and Fly Anakin are both rappers. This is the first time they've worked together. And this whole album sort of unfolds in an imaginary record store called Fly Sifu's. Yeah, the album, uh, like, it kind of reminds me of something that would have been, like, the skits remind me of something that would have been on, like, De La Soul is Dead. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, you get these dope songs and, like, this chill like banging imaginative music but then you also have these skits that are like nice comic relief i'm really interested john in the dynamic between these two rappers um one has like kind of like a more stoned vibe and the other is more rapid fire and there's a musicality to the way their voices intertwine that i really love yeah they play together beautifully pink sifu his vocal tone is really rich and soft and earthy. He definitely plays the softer dynamic to Fly Anakin, who's like bars and rapid fire, like really sharp, hard-edged rhyming. It's a really dope chemistry that they play out throughout the record. One of the things that I love about this record is how it's kind of remote, but also intimate at the same time. Like you're hanging out in the record store but you're not hanging out at the uh, checkout stand where the the two clerks who own the store are working, right? You're somewhere else because everything is like sounds and voices drift in and out. There are little snippets of conversations, a lot of phone calls and voicemails. No one ever seems to reach the person they're trying to reach. Yeah. You know, it has this sort of hazy, dreamy sound across the entire record. Pink Sifu and Fly Anakin are the producers and rappers working together on this new joint project called Fly Sifus. Thanks so much, John. Cool. Thanks, Robin. And we're halfway through November, and the pace of new releases has not slowed at all. It usually does by now, but they're still coming hard and fast. So there are a handful of other albums out now that we want to flag for people. I'll start with a new one from Goody Mob. Goody Mob, the veteran Southern uh, hip-hop and rap group, back with their first new one in seven years. It's called Survival Kit. The singer-songwriter Jesse Kivel has this really nice, moody new record out now called Infinite Jess. Veteran folk and pop artist Randall Bramblett, he's back with a new one called Pine Needle Fire. The singer Meg Myers, who uh, I love so much, she's dropping two different EPs today. Thank you for taking me to the disco, and I'd like to go home now. Their follow-ups to that phenomenal record she put out in 2018 called Take Me to the Disco. I gushed over that one on this show when it came out. I have to mention the ACDC is back with their first new album in six years. More importantly, it features the return of singer Brian Johnson, drummer Phil Rudd, and bassist Cliff Williams, all of whom had left the band. The album is called Power Up. And finally, the artist Told Slant has a new one out now on November 13th called Point the Flashlight and Walk. Bob Boylan featured a a cut from that record on the show back in September. The incredible Welsh guitarist Gwenifer Raymond has a twisty, turny, mystical album called Strange Lights over Garth Martin. Jules Shear, one of my favorite indie pop songwriters of all time, he wrote Cyndi Lauper's All Through the Night, if you want sort of a sense of who he is. He has a really beautiful solo album called Slower. 
The Austin band Nane has a really soulful, self-titled debut album. Lamb Chop, Nashville's beloved band, has a covers record called Trip that uh, you can hear them cover the Supremes, George Jones, Stevie Wonder, and other artists. The New Zealand pop sensation Benet, listen to her if you like Billie Eilish. She's releasing her full-length debut, Hey You X. And for some sheer sunlight and beauty, I recommend the London-based dance music producer, Tisha. Her EP is called Flowers. I've been uh, lying on the floor and listening to that one a lot. All that music out now on November 13th, along with this last one that we want to play from Marika Hackman. It's called Covers. This is the singer Marika Hackman. Her album is called Covers. This is an Elliott Smith song she's doing called Between the Bars. Marika is an artist I first discovered and played on the show last year. She put out this album called Any Human Friend. Uh, She's back now with this covers record. And I wanted to play it first off because I think it's just great. Really love what she's doing across this record. But also because, you know, we've gotten so many cover albums and songs this year during the COVID crisis. It's just interesting how many artists I think have turned to each other's work for comfort. I was reading an interview with Gillian Welch, who we talked about earlier, Robin, and she was talking about how difficult it is to write when the world seems to be burning around you. And in fact, she and Mm -hmm. David Rawlings did a covers album during this season. Marika Hackman's album, what I think is really special about it is that she curates, chooses these covers in a way that's almost like a form of writing. Um, The Mm. selection is so interesting and unusual. Instead of confronting a canon, as many people do, someone asked Marika Hackman if the lyrics mattered when she was choosing these songs, and and she thought about it for a second and said that as she put the record together, she discovered that unintentionally she'd created a document of a time when things are bleak and she felt isolated. So that mood is there. But as you said, Robin, the beauty is great on this record. And I love the way she layers the vocals. And, you know, it's it's quite a beautiful, humid cloud (laughs) to drift into. Marika Hackman is the singer. Her new one is called Covers. And that'll do it for another edition of New Music Friday. Thanks so much, Anne. Thank you so much, Robin. 
To hear full versions of the songs that we featured on this week's show, along with a bunch of other singles that came out this week, check out our expanded playlists. You'll find them in Apple Music and Spotify. You can also listen on our website. That's at npr.org slash allsongs. And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. Take care out there. Be well and treat yourself to lots of music. Push your shovel into your